Welcome to this podcast and today I want to focus on understanding the idea of resilience and its implications for strategy. Now, one of the most significant questions we have to ask ourselves is what exactly is resilience? What does it mean to be resilient? And I think before we get to that, we also need to confront what is the world that we are operating in so that we can understand what it, or why we need to be resilient. So in the past 12 to 18 months, we've heard a lot about this idea of the new normal. Now, the irony of the new normal is that it's actually not necessarily that new. The term new normal was first coined in 2010 by Mohammed El Rain in his well-known Per Jacobson lecture entitled Navigating the New Normal in Industrial Countries. And in this lecture, Mohammed El Arain described it as our use of the term new normal was an attempt to move the discussion beyond the notion that the recent financial crisis was a mere flesh wound and instead the crisis cut to the bone. It was the inevitable result of an extraordinary multi-year period which was anything but normal. Now, the interesting thing then is we've known about this concept of new normal since 2010 and again it rises in the COVID-19 pandemic. For me, the essential quality of the new normal is uncertainty. So uncertainty and crisis events are escalating. And we, I don't simply mean the COVID-19 here. Think in terms of floods, natural disasters, such as fires and earthquakes, the retreat of globalization, rising populism, changing world leaders, new challenges to health and well-being, and the, the recent global pandemic and financial and economic crises, social crises, climate change, technological breakthroughs. In other words, the business is continually facing uncertainty and could arguably be continually facing forms of crisis events. I suppose the issue is that in recent times, the growing feature of the world we now live in is the rise of catastrophic events that have bled from the sociopolitical to the economic and financial and vice versa. And catastrophic events are not uniform either. COVID-19 was an exception in many ways because it affected virtually all countries in the world almost simultaneously. So I think the bigger question then is, what does it mean to be resilient when catastrophic events strike? The first thing I want to emphasize is that resilience is a property, it's not a state. And the problem with resilience is that we can confuse it with ideas of inertia and being hard-shelled. So let's put it slightly differently. A firm could, in a sense, take on armadillo-like behavior. In other words, it can retract into a hardened shell as a defensive measure when there is a danger or when there is a, a threat or a problem. And Aligned with that, inertia represents an, an inability to change course without deliberate force. Now, of course, if we think of resilience as a state where we've become hard-shelled and we have this buffer to a crisis, the danger is that we don't actually change any of our behavior or change any of our actions in the face of that crisis. Now, in many ways, this could actually be extremely dangerous to the business because what follows is that it may appear resilient but is in actually no position to then resurge from that scenario. So we can ask ourselves you know what does it mean to be resilient and it's certainly not this concept of being hard-shelled and I also I don't think it's 
simply a case of being able to make short-term reactions and cost management either. It's, there's much more to this. Relatedly, I think you need to ask a bigger series of questions that it's not simply a case of how resilient are you as a business, but how resilient are your processes and structures. For instance, businesses, rightly or wrongly, are often overly dependent on very few suppliers and have few, if any, backup options. This might be due to pursuing you know, cost advantages or econ economies of scale, but also you, you then raise the question of, well, if your supply chain is not resilient, even if you as a firm have a relatively solid financial buffer and are able to you know, make adjustments inside your business, if your supply chain and especially global value chain is also not resilient, then you may be left in a no man's land where you are incapable of then serving the market, even if your business is, is in and of itself fairly resilient. So with this in mind then, I'm trying to help you appreciate the point that resilience is not a case of being hard-shelled, it's not a case of inertia and being able to just power on regardless, it requires the ability to make change. So what are the challenges to resilience? Well, in many ways, the first pinch point is management readiness. To what extent are managers ready to deal with crisis? To what extent uh, um, have we got the ability to leverage upon managers' capabilities and managerial capacity to make effective decisions you know, in, in the face of uncertainty? So we need to think about proactive management training, preparing for change. This may also even require some degree of succession planning, especially if in terms of moving the company forward into new leadership. We also need to think about the long-term orientation of the business versus short-term adaptation. You know, the question really is what's driving the direction of the business? And again, this is where strategy is absolutely vital because even in crisis, strategy is still essential because strategy will set a long-term vision, a long-term direction, a long-term set of goals and objectives. And that vision, or those set of goals need to be your compass. They need to be the things that give you a sense of direction when crisis strikes. The next issue then is about relationships. And I've said already that, you know, you can look at the resilience of the business, but what about your relationships with employees? How can you leverage your employees to buy into the business at a critical point when their endeavors are really crucial to the development and survival of the business? So that's those are sets of internal relationships. And of course, in COVID-19, for instance, when many of us, or if not a vast majority of us, were working from home or off-site, then there is the danger of dehumanization due to digital work routines and distancing. You know, we lose some of that social fabric, that social connection among our employees. And that can have an effect by destabilizing or disconnecting them from the business. So that's the internal relationships. But also, as I hinted at earlier, it's not simply a case of looking at your business in isolation. What about your critical supply chain and global value chain relationships? So you need to carefully manage then the external relationships that are vital to the functioning of your business. And then the fourth thing, which I should say, and of course, 
in many ways goes without saying is the problem of liquidity or in this case cash and I think the danger with neglecting or, or simply just looking at okay what are our financial cash reserves and thinking only in those lines is well cash is one asset that's important to manage short-term costs and this can trick you into making short-term cost reductions that may either have an effect on capabilities or affect the morale of employees or may lead you to lose human capital that's actually quite essential for future growth. So that's something that needs carefully considering and not simply a case of diving into cost-cutting strategies. Think carefully again about your long-term vision and your longer-term goals and keep having them in mind um, as a compass. So we've considered then what is resilience and some of the challenges posed to resilience by crisis. But that's one thing, you know, we can be, we can become, you know, in a relatively solid position. But what does it take to come out of this effectively? What about fortifying and resurging the business? How can strategy help in that scenario? I think for me to begin with, the benefit of strategy, especially for established businesses, is that you have a legacy to draw on. And I think in the first instance, when a crisis strikes, you need to think about how you react. So looking into the business, looking into its heritage, looking into its legacy, looking into its culture, gives you at least an initial basis to understand how the firm can react. And from there, you can also look at what is the history of the business? What is the story of the business over time? And has it formed survival instincts? You know, does it have stoicism built into its culture? And then from there, you can also then go deeper into the culture of the business to understand what are the value, what are our values, historical values? Can we still grow and leverage from them? And be careful that you do not take actions that conflict heavily against some of these long-standing values and traditions because ultimately you want to have the support of people and therefore you want to leverage emotional investments of your employees, of your stakeholders and draw this as an asset into the business to help take your strategy forward. So I think what I've just described really I would say is some of the softer issues associated with fortifying the business. Then, uh, in terms of resurgence, I would say you'd need to look at hard factors. First of all, how do we em embrace uncertainty and not become paralyzed by it? I would say that there's some of the ideas you need to think about at the strategy level here is to understand your readiness for change and act on that diagnosis. So for instance, evaluating the internal environment of the business, understanding the culture, understanding the structures, understanding the way things have been done and whether or not that's actually going to put the business into a fairly slow response rate position. So if it's not in a position to change, you need to understand very carefully where the potential pinch points are going to be. From there, you need to think about building malleable structures, work processes and routines so that you can take timely action. So focus on what you can control through your strategy and think about then leveraging these. And concurrently then, you know, there is going to be a strong relationship between your corporate and business strategies 
and some of your operational strategies, for instance, digitizing the business, developing new communication channels so that employees can continue to undertake their jobs effectively and undertake them in the way that is really more flexible. So on the one hand, embrace uncertainty internally. The next thing I would recommend is think about collaborating successfully. I think, you know, the, the idea that a business is an, is an atomistic actor in its environment or is, is somehow in isolation, this hasn't been true for over 20 years. So it's certainly not true now. So the issue first is leverage existing relationships but also communicate your situation and intention into your supply chain. Again, supply chain may strike as an operational issue, and to some extent it is, but in a crisis it takes on absolutely critical strategic importance because they are hurting just as much as you are. And in that case, you can't simply pass on your strategic problems to your suppliers. You have to work hand in hand with your critical strategic relationships sustain them, especially now of all times, and think about how these have a bearing on your ability to execute strategy. So I would say involve your suppliers and partners and stakeholders in your business activities so that you understand the common ground, that you develop the trust, but also that you understand what you are operating with. And therefore evaluate and understand who are your allies and supporters so that can help take your strategy through into implementation. And then finally, I think the most logical place to go is to create momentum for innovation and change. You know, it's tempting to look at crises and think purely in terms of threats. But even then, there are always opportunities to do things better, to do things differently, to create and provide more value over and above competitors, particularly as markets may experience uh, crises very differently. So in this case, revisit your business practices and reevaluate your value chain and think about can we leverage some of the activities that we do to capitalize on new rising opportunities. For instance, um, Amazon obviously benefited dramatically from the sh massive shift to e-commerce because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But it would have been in very little position to capitalize on that had it not been for its um, fulfillment processes and capabilities and its, its owning its own delivery capacity. If you look at other businesses that were relying on external delivery partners, they struggled somewhat because of capacity issues with their delivery partners. So again, this is a value chain problem and therefore it's a strategy problem. Also think about your business model. Think about realigning, rethinking or re-engineering how you are serving your markets, how you are meeting these changing customer um, needs and demands. Also appreciate that you, investing in resilience when a crisis strikes is not an especially good idea. Investing in ongoing resilience is actually quite critical. And therefore you can do this by setting up the business to have robust capabilities, but also having a forward-looking mindset. And doing so will really help you to do two things. One, it'll help you to innovate with a strategic purpose so that you are thinking, right, how can we transform the business now in a way that's not just reactionary, but in a way that will set us up more effectively into the future? And also, under no circumstances should you forget 
the nuclear option, which is exit. You know, do not try to persevere in markets that do not have a long-term um, strategic viability given how the world has changed following a crisis event. That is in and of itself a crucial strategic decision that your business needs to confront in that respect. So in total then, we've thought about what it means to be resilient, some of the challenges to resilience, and we've thought about some of the ways in which we might be able to leverage resilience uh, in a strategic capacity. So to conclude, I think from a strategy perspective, timely action beats random action, but any action beats no action. And evidently, our strategy is going to be destabilized when crises hit. From there, think carefully about the relationships inside and outside the business to be able to understand what short, medium and longer term strategic responses are necessary, but also to appreciate which ones are viable. And also never neglect the fact that strategically there will always be opportunities to rethink the business in the crisis and consider what you want to be or become moving forward and not simply fall into the trap of business as usual. So I hope this is a helpful podcast to you to think about understanding resilience and its implication for strategy and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you.